1: It's time for Prop or Flop, where Joe Ostrowski breaks down tonight's pro basketball action. Where can you make money on player props tonight? Joe O answers now on Prop
0: or Flop on BetQL Daily. Love the association. Keep it right here because Ryan Horvat here to go over. All six games for this evening. We have one that's been postponed, San Antonio, Detroit. Next few games for the Spurs have actually been postponed. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat these sports books. Use the promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Again, use our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription over at hold Horvat, how you feeling about this uh, Tuesday card? The first thing that pops to me is, okay, we have six games right now, and that could obviously change by the time we get to tip this evening. But the number one thing, the headliner here is the top three teams in the NBA to the over all in action in these six games tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm jacked for this card tonight. Uh, I've already played a couple of these games, uh, some sides, and I like a couple of these props already that I've already played. Like up last night, I was looking at the board early, and uh, I really – I mean, I'm looking at that Toronto-Milwaukee game especially, and um, I, lo- I really like the Raptors. And, you know, the Bucks are coming off a really tough road trip, so you would think it would be a get-right spot for them back home. I think mm. Toronto might even win that game outright, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. As far as props, yeah. go, good value as well.
0: Yeah, let, let's break down the game, sides, totals, props, whatever you think. Just because the name of the segment is Prop or Flop doesn't mean you only have to talk about the props. Uh, let's just find ways to bet these different matchups. And since you alluded to it, let's go right there because I think this has a lot of betting opportunities. The team that you cover on a regular basis, the Bucks, hosting Toronto tonight. And let me take a quick gander over at points bet. And there it is. Okay. So the line is f- still five and a half. Yep. Total of 235 has not budged this morning. Oh, the Bucks are trying to end their losing ways right now. So five and a half, 235. On the Toronto side. They have made the third most amount of threes per game in the NBA, 15.6. Yeah. They also give up a ton of threes. And you know what? On the Milwaukee side, they make a lot of threes as well. They've made the fourth most and allowed the fourth most in the NBA. So, Horvat, you're talking about the Toronto side, but for me, for props, try to find which which guy or guys that you like on threes for the over because Toronto – makes the third most Milwaukee makes the fourth most and Milwaukee gives up the fourth most and Toronto gives up the fifth most. So should be raining threes tonight, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I expect in this game. And that's what I expect. Anytime the bucks in Toronto play, I usually go overs on Fred Van Vliet because he destroys the bucks. He did it two years ago in the Eastern Mm. conference finals, when he really kind of made a name for himself, made himself a lot of money in that series. Well, in the NBA finals, of course, too. Um, and then for the Bucs, you know what I went back to this weekend was the Dante DiVincenzo over one and a half three-pointers. And anytime they give me that, I'm going to go with the three Vincenzos. So he's been heating up a little bit. And I really like that, especially because right now Drew Holiday is out. I mean, he's he's dealing with the COVID. He's in the COVID protocol right now, so he hasn't been on the floor. So that's more usage for Dante, more minutes. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Bryn Forbes. He's been getting more minutes. But tonight I think I like Dante over on the threes. As far as the side, I love Toronto because, again, like the Bucs really struggled on that Western Conference road trip, even on Sunday, losing to Oklahoma City because, of course, they couldn't stop Al Horford, who always destroys the Bucs. But right now, they're not a good defensive team. And if you look what they've done in the regular season the last two years when they've had the best record in the NBA, it's been because they could score the basketball, but they also are a good defensive team, and this year that's just not the case. They give up a lot of threes, man. And I looked at this game last night. So the early lines, the look-aheads, were, the Bucs were favored by 6.5 points. I'm seeing 82% of the bets coming in on Milwaukee, yet it's at 5.5. It hasn't budged all morning long. It's sitting there at 5.5. Again, I, I really like Toronto at least to cover the 5.5. I could see the Bucks winning, but I think it's going to be a close game Anytime these two teams meet. It usually is, and Nick Nurse has the coaching advantage over Mike Budenholzer. We saw that again two years ago in the Eastern Conference Finals. Nick Nurse really came up with the blueprint how to stop Giannis. He came up with, we're going to build this wall, we're going to take away the rim, we're going to force him to shoot jump shots, and we're going to force the other guys to beat us. And, you know, if you get Chris Middleton on a night where he's dropping 40, that could be done. But if you're getting this Chris Middleton that scores 18 points on, you know, 5 of 11 shooting, that's usually not good enough against a good team like Toronto, I, I, a team that's been up and down this season, but does have the talent. Um, so I like Toronto. I like Dante over on the threes. And then probably I'm going to go with Fred VanVleet in this game. He always kills the Bucks.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to hit on that. First off, let's start with the threes. On the Milwaukee side, you mentioned DiVincenzo the other day. who's one and a half. That's been bumped up to two and a half. However, if you think he's going to hit at least three, they're paying plus 155 right now. And maybe it'll go back down to one and a half by the time we get to tip off. But here on Tuesday morning, it's at two and a half. Middleton and DiVincenzo are two and a half. Uh, Lopez and Giannis are both at one and a half. The Giannis over one and a half is plus 162. I mean, is he not shooting any threes at all this year? What's the deal there? No, he loves shooting the threes. And it drives me nuts
1: because not only does he like shooting the threes, but so especially now, again, we'll, I really like that tonight because, again, if there's no Drew Holiday on the floor, and we're, like, waiting to get really, like, like details on this because right. Bucks haven't really said a whole lot, their PR, but it kind of slipped through when Chris Middleton was speaking with the media uh, before last weekend, and he was like, you know, Drew tested positive. So now we wait and see when he's going to even be back on the floor. Giannis likes to bring the ball up the floor. He likes to play with the ball in his hands. And, again, the Raptors are going to take away the rim. He likes to shoot the three. Um, now you're going to get those nights where he goes 0 for 8 from three you're going to get those nights where he goes one of nine from the charity stripe and can't hit a free throw to save his life but i kind of like that and then lopez as well with dante two and a half I, I still like it but i don't love it if that makes sense like i think i yeah. like Giannis and lopez more over the one and a half because again I, I toronto gives up a bunch of threes and i think Giannis is going to shoot at least four to five threes tonight
0: uh Giannis has gone over one and a half once in his last nine games, yeah. Once in his last nine games, so you see why it's juiced up to plus one sixty-two, enticing to a lot of people. A lot of people are going to bet it. uh yeah. Van vliet against the Bucks, no joke. As you mentioned, Van vliet has been killer all season. But ri- really, let's boil it down here because I saw this number out there uh <laughs> the other day. Like this is going back a few days, so I don't know if it's even more now. How many point guards? have had season high in points against the Bucks this year, Ryan Horvath. How many different point guards? How many different? I'll go with eight and a half. I'll say eight. It was eight? Eight. Eight. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It so is. should we be – if you don't like a side or total as far as props, should we be focusing on some of these Van Vliet numbers? He's a buck killer, and so is
1: Kyle Lowry. I would maybe – you know especially when they're right when they're both healthy on the floor I'd probably look at both of them again the bucks are going to give up a lot of threes and you know it's usually those two guys again it's they struggle for whatever reason guarding the opposing team's point guard which is is really hard to believe actually because that was the reason that I love the Drew Holiday pickup and again he hasn't been on the floor uh, that entire road trip he wasn't on the floor in those three losses but You know, with Drew, I like that pickup because he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Like, if you look even a couple years ago when they played Portland in the playoffs, when the Pelicans knocked them off in the first round, the year they had DeMarcus Cousins, he ended up playing in the playoffs because he got injured. He shut down Damian Lillard even. I mean, he's one of the, the better
0: perimeter defenders, so that's kind of hard to believe. I love Van Vliet tonight. What, what do we got sure. there? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you. That's why we sometimes find value in the props because, for the most part, they're set on the averages or what they've done lately. Uh, right. Van Vliet's scoring 19.9 points per game. The props at 20 and a half. 20. Okay. And a half. Okay. Uh, he's averaging 6.6 assists per game. The numbers at six and a half. So, if you want to look points. Assists, PRA, combine points, rebounds, and assists, points and assists. It feels like there's some value there, no. No, it really does. And one
1: another thing that just jumped right off the page for me right now is Kyle Lowry. Uh, points, rebounds, and assists, PRA over under minus 115 over 29 and a half. I kind of like Kyle Lowry as, as well. Okay. Uh oh, I think I'll say this, man. Van Vliet over 26 and a half points and assists. Minus 105 there. I think I'm going to play both of those.
0: Okay. I think that's the way to attack this game. If you don't like the side, you like Toronto, but yeah. uh, Van Vliet props look pretty good here. I know we spent a lot of time on that game, but there's a lot of different angles. There's some other games tonight that don't have as many betting angles. Joe Strowski, Ryan Horvath, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. How about another early game? We've got Denver and Boston going at. The C's are favored by 2.5, a, a total of 221 and a half, two of the top 10 scores in the NBA tonight Horvat Jokic, 26 and a half points per game, Jalen Brown, 26 points per game. Uh, Jaylen, Jamal Murray's been listed as day to day with the ankle, so keep a close eye on that. But how about the Nuggets? They just keep going over the total, they've gone over 73.1 percent of the time, 19 and seven to the over, even though they're 27th in pace.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I actually played a prop in this last night and it was just something that I was scrolling through and I saw it. And um I, I like I like Jokic tonight. Oh, I can't believe I did this. I like a triple double from him tonight, Joe. Ooh. I if okay. you could get that around plus three twenty five. And looking at points, but, you know, I, I, there's some good Jokic numbers for tonight. I mean, even, and, and this is ridiculous. This is something that I rarely do, that I would never do, play a triple-double. I really like the PRA. I do think he's going to have a big night. So if you look at it, Jokic is coming off. Okay, so he wants that MVP. You know, LeBron wants it. I think Jokic yeah. does too. And you saw that in that matchup against the Lakers where he had a triple-double. He missed out the night before that uh, against OKC. He missed out by just one rebound. I mean, he's nearly averaging a triple-double this season. Um, He had a triple-double last season against Boston. I I really like that. If you could get that around plus 300, plus 325, I think, you know, tonight I think you're getting a good outside shot with it. I really like Jokic tonight. I'm playing all of his overs. But
0: especially if you could find that triple-double, why not? Why not? This This is a big game for Jokic. It because is. now people are going to keep a close eye on LeBron and can't wait to see how the Lakers respond to this AD injury. Are they going to push LeBron a little bit more? It's really just LeBron's decision, basically. I mean, he's the guy running the show over there. But you've got Jokic on the East Coast against one of the better teams. You know, They're not elite, but a better team. But the big thing is the early time slot. Like A lot of people are going to see this game. Are they going to be watching Denver-Boston? Are they going to watch... Uh, Toronto-Milwaukee, or the Lakers going against the t People are going to be watching Denver-Boston to see what Jokic can do here.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly what I'm thinking, is, you know, he he's right there. I mean, if you look what he's doing this season, I mean, the numbers are just ridiculous. So, especially going yeah. against Boston, who is struggling right now. I thought Boston was going to get it right, and I said that last week on the show. I said, you know, the problem with Boston, everybody's wondering what's wrong with them. Well, they haven't played at home a whole lot. You know, they played 15 road games, which was was the most in the league, and I just said to get right, they just need to get back home. There is something off with them. I think you know Kemba's struggling a little bit right now. You know Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown's been great. He continues to get better every yep. single year. I feel like he could win Most Improved Player every year. But Boston is not right right now. I think Jokic has a big night. And again, I would never play anything like this—a triple double. But if you could get it like plus three twenty-five, plus three fifty, plus three hundred, why not? You know, I mean, he's nearly averaging a triple double.
0: Uh, The Lakers-T-Wolves game, the number keeps dropping. A little bit ago this morning, it was at eight, and now I see the Lakers favored by six and a half, total of 222 and a half. Here's the big debate. The first full game without AD, where does the usage go along with LeBron James? Minnesota crushed by centers all year. All year, centers have been owning them so I, I'm going Harold and uh, it sounds like you believe Kuzma is going to be the guy that gets a lot of, a uh, lot of the, the points, whether points, rebounds, assists, however you want to bet it.
1: Yeah. I kind of like both though, to be honest with you, I like Kuzma just because what he's been doing recently again. And I did find that number points bet right now, minus minus one ten, Uh PRA 23 and a half. I love that Joe. Again, no AD that means more minutes, 19 and eight against Denver and the loss on Sunday and two nights before that against Memphis, and then 15-9 against OKC. So, I mean, he's going over that total even when AD's on the floor. I do like both guys, though. I think both guys are going to have to step up. And I mean, because, again, LeBron's not going to be able to carry that load by himself. He's still going to get his numbers, don't get me wrong, but he's going to need some help, and I I really do like both of these guys, but especially Kuzma. 23-and-a-half, PRA, love it.
0: Should we be looking at LeBron's numbers first game?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: LeBron or whichever guy you want to go with.
1: Yeah. I'm going to continue to hammer LeBron. He really wants this MVP. Like, that's what I needed to see these last couple weeks is, does LeBron really want this MVP? You know, Space Jam 2 is going to be released, Joe. (laughs) Also, but but you always have to, like, I, I have to monitor it because how are they going to play the regular season? You know, because LeBron, especially this year, Again, because they only had two months to prepare. They had no rest, no real loss. How bad does he want it? He wants
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking. Provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Get started today, BetQL.com. Also available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Our promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. So, Horvat, I've been asking Eli uh, to get someone on to talk about this because – I want to know more about it. And I think our audience would care about it, especially now that we're outside the NFL season. Do you know anything about Top Shot or have you seen a lot of chatter about this? Top Shot? No. Yes. Like on Twitter, among sports bettors or people in the DFS world. I should have asked. I've seen a lot. I know nothing about it, though. Exactly. And I think that's how it is for most people that you've seen some chatter about it, but you don't really, it's a digital highlight that. People are buying and and opening packs and they're being sold online for a ridiculous amount of money. Now, even Brian Windhorse over at ESPN.com is writing about it because a, uh, a highlight of Zion Williamson's first career block was sold 13 seconds. It was sold for one hundred thousand dollars.
1: 100,000. dollars how do you find like an so don't ask
0: me questions. This is there- why I want experts to come on and talk. Is there about a radio.com it? like top shot expert? Or no, no? We'll, we'll find somebody. But I know it's all the buzz and yeah. they're highly volatile. It kind of reminds me of the Bitcoin conversation. Oh. There's a lot there's many that believe that this is uh this is the wave of the future. So it's funny when I was doing a, some shows when we didn't have sports over the summer on the score uh, just talking about uh, what one show I did was about uh, sports cards, how yeah. they were on the way back. Yep. So I'm older than you, but when I was a kid, you know, big sports fan in the nineties, like that was a thing. And there were a million baseball card companies and we we all thought we were going to
1: oh, yeah. be
0: millionaires because of all the baseball, basketball, football, hockey cards that we had. And the reality is they were worth nothing because they the market was completely watered down. There are way too many companies doing it, way too many cards available. So now they're worth absolutely nothing. Now they're coming back because so what the companies realized is, well, let's have limited editions of everything because that's how you find value. And then now if you go find packs, you're going to find some autographed cards from players or some rookies and stuff like that. So the sports card industry has had a revival here, but now it seems to be going into the digital I don't even know how to put it. What they're called? Digital asset. Yeah, <laughs> that's where it's going. Right. And see that. So growing up, same thing. Loved collecting
1: the cards. I'd be. I. I remember searching for a Chipper Jones rookie card for like three years, and then finally getting it. I was trying to trade because I had like duplicates of the Ken Griffey. Because growing up, Ken Griffey was my favorite player. I think yeah. He was definitely- Favorite player, but belief remember, remember buying the Beckett magazines and searching yes. card and saying, Okay, it's worth 350 today. But let's say this guy has a Hall of Fame career. One day this is gonna be worth. I still had all my cards, and so when I started doing the morning show in Milwaukee, my partner was really into collecting cards and he would like buy them, unwrap them. And I was like, What are you doing? Do people still do this? Because that's awesome. I was really into it, but Everything that I collected, nothing ended up being worth any money, even the Chipper Jones rookie card, yeah four years to search for. so that was the only problem. But, yeah, you know, I don't really understand you know what, what like the top shot like the digital version of it, but I do understand the cards coming back because that was a good time opening those up.
0: Uh, We got to get an expert. I I need to find out about this. If there's some real value or the possibility of some real value. I mean, what they people are making in a matter of a day that I'm saying they're 10xing what what they're putting into this like in a day. It's crazy what's going on.
1: Do you know anybody that's involved like personally or is just all you're seeing is on social media and on Twitter? Like, do you know anybody that is making any money? I guess is what I'm asking.
0: No. I mean. Friends, no, but people right. I converse with on Twitter, yes. Did you get so, into Bitcoin? Yes. Did I'm you?
1: See, I didn't, okay, I did. I did right. not. I, I like. I had wished that I had. I was too late. I missed the boat.
0: I guess so I think, I think I think that's I think that's important actually because um, a lot of sports betters ha- are are where you're at, or they're in. See, I was where you were at, and then a few years ago. I got in, and then it felt like it was the top. We know what happened; mm-hmm. market goes down, and actually, it was worse. What happened a year ago when it went down to thirty-eight hundred? Right. I I haven't looked in the last day, but the other night it was about to crack fifty thousand. Yeah. So so a year ago it was thirty-eight hundred, and right now it's in that range, around fifty thousand, and the the pullbacks haven't been that big. Um, I, I say it's meaningful because I think most sports betters have been in the spot because if you've been in this game for a little bit, the best way to deposit money and gut money out of offshore sports books was by having Bitcoin. And I remember when I first started gambling offshore and they would ask if I wanted to deposit via Bitcoin or how I wanted to get my money into the accounts. And I'm like, I had no idea what Bitcoin was. I wish I took the time to research way back when Horvat, like that was a decade ago or whatever it was, because the price of Bitcoin then was probably a couple hundred bucks.
1: Man, and, and exactly. And see, that was the... That was always the tough decision. I was like, do I want to do the research and get involved or do I just want to be lazy and collect a check from God knows where that I don't even know when it's in a going- few months, in a few months. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you'd have to really wait until, like, you know, you weren't going to just cash out after a couple hundred bucks or even like, you know, like 1200 bucks. It was like, man, do I really want to wait a month for this or do I, do I want to continue to play? So that was when I was really getting interested in it. I just never understood. I needed a consultant is what I needed. And my cousin was really involved and, tried to have conversations about it with him and yeah. every time we would talk to him, I would just leave more confused and understand. now like, now I feel like there's so much information that now it's easier to understand but now i'm just I'm just so late on it that like is is it worth it
0: for me now to
1: get involved in?
0: I would say yes. Yes. Okay. I I would say it's it's not too late, but I'm a believer. So some people listening are saying that I'm an idiot that you don't buy at 50k when you could have bought at 3,800 a year okay. ago. Yeah. But I but I think it's going to continue to rise. But anyways, yeah. Eli's probably so mad at us for for talking about this. I you know what I think this is what a lot of people care about, especially uh, listeners to this show. And if you're in Bitcoin, like you are, very very happy <laughs> over the past few months. Yeah. Uh, how about how about some other games? on um on tonight's card. So we hit up uh, we hit up Denver Boston, Toronto Milwaukee, LA Lakers Minnesota. What else jumps out to you? We've got Port- Portland OKC, New yeah. Orleans Memphis, and Brooklyn Phoenix. Let- let's start with Brooklyn Phoenix, uh one of the late games tonight. Now, the Nets are the only team tonight playing on a back-to-back. Both of these clubs though have played uh it's going to be the third game in four nights. Kyrie goes off last night. Again, there's n- not going to be any KD for this game, maybe later in the week, but not tonight. Um, the harder number, we keep going over that. Uh, the Nets keep going over. They're 21 and 8 to yeah. the over this season. And then we've got the Suns. <laughs> the eight and props are enticing, man. Last 10 games, uh, 13 points, 12 rebounds on average for him. A- and the Suns have been great ATS. They may not get a ton of chatter, but they're 17 and 9 on the season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am actually on Phoenix. I played this last night. As soon as that game wrapped up uh, for the Nets, I played the Suns and where are they at right now? Minus three last night. They were minus two. So minus three right now points bet uh, the over under 23 and a half. I really like it. I mean, the Nets play last night. They get the blowout victory. They struggle, Joe, on the second night of back to backs. And this is a road back to back after being in Sacramento last night. They're three and 10 against the spread in their last 13 games when playing on a back-to-back and this is like I said it's on the road they're three and six in their last night games on the road including the victory last night not a great road team meanwhile the Suns are really good at home and I like them especially without Kevin Durant because they could keep up if Brooklyn does want to you know if the pace is quick tonight they could score with them and you brought up the fact that they're really good at home I mean they're 17 and 5 against the spread at home this season, or you know, in their last 22 at home, 25 and nine against the spread in their last 35 overall. It doesn't matter where they're at. I really like Phoenix this year. Like the eight props. That's why I love Chris Paul. The fit. I was like, okay, you're finally going to get the most out of um, eight yeah. and. I really like Phoenix tonight, man. I, I again, teams on back to backs on the road. I've faded all season long. I'll continue to do it. If Kevin Durant plays in this game, I probably take Brooklyn. Um, but
0: I really like Phoenix tonight at home in this spot. It it doesn't make sense for him to play. You, you just come right. back with him Thursday, right? It doesn't seem like he's going to play. Uh, the Nets hit a bunch of threes as well. They're top five in the league. Do we just keep rolling with Harden? It's already set at 11, 11 and a half, a little plus money there. Do we just keep doing it? Tonight I'm a little nervous, but I feel like I am we, too. Have, we have to continue. What
1: What's the – you know what? what I, I kind of like PRA for Harden tonight because – same same mind state as last night. I feel like he may look to score a little bit more. The only thing that scares me, you know, you brought up the overs and they don't play a whole lot of defense. But I can see, no, I can almost just see the Nets getting blown out tonight. Like and maybe them not being good, you, you know, and maybe them having a rough shooting night. Um,
0: Sometimes, yeah, like, yeah. I'm their last their look last, at their last has- couple, uh, their last couple back to backs against Indiana last week. It was a comfortable win, but. They scored 104. Um, what was the other back-to-back? Uh, against Philly recently on a Saturday, mm-hmm. th- they they kind of got blown out there. They lost by double digits, and they scored 108, which nowadays is, is not a ton. So lately in back-to-backs, they have not been great. So maybe you you might want to uh, not pull the trigger on, on the over, even though they're 21-8.
1: Yeah, I don't like the over in this game. And yeah. even these props like on Brooklyn's side, I don't love anything. I love the Suns in this spot. I really like Phoenix, where I may just lay off the props altogether in this one. Even the Harden, it scares me a little bit. But again, like now that that's where I asked this question. And it goes back with Draymond too. Do I just continue to play it? Because it's been free money. Like, how do we how do we fade it right now? Especially after no. last
0: Well, you don't have to bet it. You can just you can bet the over or you can just walk away and say yeah. uh,
1: I, I, don't I don't know how know. we walk away is what I mean. Like I don't know how yeah. we don't keep going back.
0: I'm, I'm, you know, I sometimes I hesitate, but then right before the game, I'm like, all right, I'm in. It's plus money. I what, what, what do I have? To, yeah. I've made so much money off of it. What, what yeah. am I gonna do? What do you have to do? Um, New Orleans, Memphis. How about this one? This is a pick 'em. Two thirty and a half is the total. Uh, Zion and uh, Valanchunas on the court in this one. Last time uh, Zion went up against Memphis, he scored twenty nine points.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know what? I really like a side in this one as well. Haven't even really got into the props. I like the Pelicans in this game. I feel like something's off here. Uh, I really like New Orleans, even on the road. They're not a great road team, but again, like it opened up where Memphis was one and a half point favorites, and I see fifty-seven percent of the bets coming on Memphis, and yet now you could get it as a pick'em. I really like the Pelicans tonight on the money line. If anything, I'm probably playing all overs on Zion, though. I'll continue to play that. I think he has a big, him and Ja. Like, if you look at the rivalry they have, I think they both have big games.